Yes, it's Monday, and we all know what that means, don't we? It's time to talk about Ghost with I, Kevin Eustace, where we get to read out your fantastic listener ghost stories, and we also see what's been going on in the world of both I, my partner Rebecca, and her dingy Reddit corner, and of course we do a paranormal review, where I review something paranormal so you don't have to. And this week we're going to review the film Barbarian, which is, is it paranormal? Well, you'll find out. Anyway... I hope you've had a fantastic week and everything that you've wanted has come your way like some magical Santa Claus. I'm going to be left alone for a few weeks whilst Becca goes off to work. You'll hear more about that in Reddit Corner. And am I scared? Yes and no. Yes, because as you will hear later on, it turns out I might have seen something in the kitchen that I didn't really want to see. Hmm. Let's just put it this way. I assumed it was something else. I rationalised it and went, ha, 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 I know what that is. But it wasn't. Let me just say that much. Anyway, before we go any further, of course, we need to say a big, wonderful thank you to all of our Patreons who keep the show going. When you sign up to Patreon, not only do you get two extra shows each and every week, like that's some serious output, baby, um, you also get your name sung out by me as a thank you on the show. You get two shows, one's a ramble, where as you like, well, as you can see, I like to talk, and the other one's meant to be paranormal, and we do try our best to stick to a paranormal topic on that Patreon show. We really do. But you get over an hour's worth of extra content each and every week. Anyway, as I say, you also get your name sung out, and we're going to do that right now. The guitar is well and truly out, and we have three wonderful new Patreons this week. We have DV Young 444 Hold on, Nelly got it wrong. DV Young 444, Sharon C, and Lucy. And your song goes like thus. Oh, yeah. DV Young 444, Sharon C, and Lucy. You've signed up to the Patreon. You're making me feel juicy. Uh, but I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. Ended it on a very strange seventh there, but you know, that's what we like to do. And I do feel rather juicy. Anyway, with that said, shall we move over and have ourselves a paranormal review? I think we shall. Okay, so this week, me and Becca for the Paranormal Review watched a film which I believed was going to be paranormal. Is it paranormal? I don't know. I just don't know. Even now, years, well, not years, hours after watching it, I still don't know. It's called Barbarian, right? And the premise is, it's a good premise. Listen to this, and this is no spoiler. This is just, you know, the start of the film. So a woman turns up at an Airbnb, Middle of the night, pissing down with rain. She can't get in because the key code doesn't work. There's a guy already in there. But he's a nice guy. He says, oh, it's double booked. I booked it through a different site. What do we do? They say to each other. And then he says, why don't you stay here? And we'll sort it all out in the morning. And then the film begins. Okay? But (sighs) there's spooky things that goes on. You know, there's like doors closing where you're like, was that a ghost or was that a human being? But what I really hate in films is when you see the thing. And in this, you see the thing. Not only do you see the thing, the thing features quite prominently. Um, 
And as soon as I realized it was going to be a thing movie and not a, is that a ghost? Is that a ghost? Why can't I see this entity? Why are cups moving around me in a tornado formation? Why am I terrified out of my tiny pants? When I realized it wasn't going to be that, I turned off. But Becca liked it. She was like, no, I think it's a metaphor for it. She, you know, she would probably, arguably, not even arguably, she would definitely do a better film review on that film than I would. Because she would be like, I think it's a metaphor about how men and women in today's society, whereas I'm more like, oh, I got to see the monster. Boo. Um, so, yeah. Is it scary? Yes, you will jump. I jumped still apart, even though I knew I was like, oh, because like I say to Becca, in my mind, I'm not asked about things. I don't get scared about things that I think there's that I think I could encounter in everyday life. Now, I'm not saying I think it could encounter a monster in everyday life, but, you know, like true crime, um, like films on true crime, for example, where it's like he's a murderer. It's a real story. What he used to do was hide in a bush. And he'd jump out, he'd stab people in the neck. And people watch it and go, oh, God, wasn't it horrible? Wasn't it terrifying? It's like, no, because humans are bellends and they do this sort of thing to each other all the time. What's horrifying and scary is when someone opens a room and a book hovers in the middle of the room and starts going on fire. That's terrifying because no one... It's like, well, we as humans can't do that. So how the hell is this happening? Ah, my tiny mind's exploding. But when it's like... I'm just a creepy guy who lives in a house. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. So, did I enjoy it? No. For the first time ever in a review that I'm going to give, and it is for a film, it's going to be one thumb up, one thumb down, but the thumb that's up is kind of down, if that makes sense. Because I never want to give a fully negative review, but it wasn't for me. If you like the sort of stuff where you're like, could that happen? Maybe, yeah, okay, it's not that paranormally then give it a whirl. If you've got nothing better to do, basically, then give it a whirl. If you've got something else to do, do that instead. And that's my review for Barbarian. Maybe you watched it, maybe you liked it. Let me know. But for me, it was a no. And that's the end of the review, really. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry to the makers of Barbarian. If you're listening, I'm sure you're all lovely people. But for me, it's one thumb up, one thumb down, and the thumb that's up is kind of down. Yes, so now it's time for my favourite part of the week where we get to listen to your true paranormal experiences read out by me. I mean, I don't like listening to my own voice. Well, I clearly like listening to my own voice. But what I mean is we get to hear your true ghost stories. And I've never heard them before. And I love a story I've never heard before. And we're going to jump right in. We've had an email from Matt. And this is his story. My story starts here. I was around 20 years old and I'd never thought about paranormal activity ever. My grandfather became sick with cancer, so I moved to take care of him. One night I was awoken by the hospice nurse and I watched him take his last breath. After that, everything changed. I felt more sensitive, I guess to the third eye. So around 10 years later, my brother-in-law and I decided to create a paranormal research team. So we did a few places with some minimal results. So this truly is where my story begins. I lived behind a historical society that preserved a homestead in Ohio. We wanted to investigate the place and I reached out to the caretaker and we got permission. 
so we decided to do a three-day investigation. The first day wasn't really productive. The second day we had recorders and we had two maglite flashlights. We decided to try the flashlight communication method, and that went really well. We met a spirit called Mary. So this is in Ohio, and it's the Hootinger homestead. So we go back a second night and we went to investigate the main house. We had five of us, so one of us stayed on the main floor, myself and my brother-in-law went to the basement, and two others went to the second floor and the attic. While we were in the basement, everything went really dark. We experienced true darkness. We got damn near sick, so we left. As I mentioned before, I lived behind the house we were investigating. So it was winter in Ohio, and there was snow on the ground, so we would gather back at my house to warm up and listen to the recordings. So this is the part that really affected my life. Everyone pulled stuff out of their pockets to warm up, and we started listening to the recordings on the laptop. Then the flashlight started answering the questions that we'd asked in the basement. Again, one on yes, two on no. I read the Lord's Prayer in hopes that the Spirit would leave. Things were quiet for a few days. Then my boys started telling me that they would be visited at night by Mary and by Ferdinand. They were six, four and two. My four-year-old would draw pictures of the lady in a dress and the dark man in a top hat. We moved. Thankfully, they didn't follow us and I feel as though they're attached to that place. We disbanded the team and I've never tried to contact the paranormal ever since then. Another detail I forgot to mention is that we did explore the woods nearby. They're taken care of because there are trails from a high school that lead through the woods. We went out and found ourselves outside a beaten path. We did find a tree with no foliage. The caretaker was with us and he said they didn't deal with that area. We recorded and heard nothing with our ears other than breaking branches. It spooked us out but no big deal really. When we got back and listened to the footage however, we heard get out or I'll kill you, in a whisper. Wow, thank you so much, Matt. That's a terrifying tale, especially the end part where someone whispers, I'm going to kill you. Fuck that, pardon my French. But what I do like about that story, like I've said many times before, is that with the shorter stories, you get something that you don't tend to get with longer ones, which is an authenticity and sincerity that's hard to fake, if you like. Um, some of the best stories I've heard are only like two paragraphs long, you know, especially from local people who don't want to go into detail or they don't want to build up hype. So similar to um, when we done the Halloween special and we spoke to Debbie, a lot of her stories, if you think about it or if you listen back, were just like a paragraph long. They were like, yeah, so I sat there and the door opened and we were all terrified. And that's it. It wasn't like, and in 1932, a Swedish woman named Helga once boiled herself to death in the bathtub. It's nothing like that. It's like, yeah, we were sat there and this potato moved across the, the room and we all panicked and ran out. And there's an air of authenticity that's hard to fake. So thank you so much, Matt. Excellent story to start off our Monday proceedings. Next, we have an email from the wonderfully named Gretchen Fisher. And this is called Listener Tale 
Nana's dog. Hello, Kevin. Hi. Becca. Hi. And the neighbour's cat. Meow. Ooh, moody one today. My name is Gretchen and I'm from North Carolina in the United States. I've always been interested in the paranormal and I love both the dark paranormal and we need to talk about ghosts. Why, thank you, Gretchen. My personal experience with the paranormal is not dark, but I figured you might like to hear about it anyways. Yes, we do. So this is Gretchen's tale. Just for some background, when I was a child, I lived with my mum, my younger sister, and my former stepdad. We lived in the eastern slash central part of North Carolina. My nana is my mum's mum. My nana lives in Clyde, which is in the western North Carolina. We would always spend most holidays at my nana's house. I also got picked up often by my real dad since he lives in that area also, but that's not really important to the story. My nana had a black chow chow dog named Hannah for most of my childhood until I was in my early teens. She was always very sweet to us. Overall, a great dog. She loved getting pet and she loved hanging out with the family. We had to leave the TV on if we left the house so that she wouldn't get stressed and tear up the furniture. But she was always such an angel when people were home with her. When we visited, my younger sister and I would share Nana's bed and my Nana would sleep on the couch. Hannah would always sleep right next to the bed that my sister and I shared. When I would get up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, I would feel Hannah's fuzzy warmth under my feet because she laid right at the spot where you would swing your feet to get out of bed. For many years, I would always carefully step over her. She would sleep calmly and be there still sleeping when I came back from the bathroom. One day, my Nana called us to say she had to put Hannah down. I don't remember the reason, but I know Hannah had some tumours and some health problems. For a couple of years after that, we visited regularly with my Nana during holidays. No Hannah. She was missed, but I never really thought much of it other than she was gone. Maybe when I was around 15 years old, I think it was Christmas time. My sister and I were still sharing the same bed that we always did. I woke up needing to pee. I swung my legs out of bed and felt Hannah's fuzziness and warmth under my feet. For a moment, I lifted my legs up to carefully step over her. And then the realisation hit me. Hannah had been dead for about two years. I looked down towards my feet and there was nothing there. I felt around with my feet to see if there was something that could have caused me to think it was Hannah. But it was cold and hard carpet. I went to the bathroom but was really freaked out. I thought about it for a long time. I definitely felt her hair and her warmth on my feet. I've never been one to sleepwalk or have dreams that leak over into reality. I was awake, going to the bathroom, pulled the covers off and was completely aware of my surroundings. Also, it had been a couple of years since Hannah had died and I'd not felt this pseudo-dog feeling close to the time she died. We stayed with my Nana for a little while longer since it was the holiday break. A couple of days after the encounter, I started hearing, several times per night, a sound like dog toenails clicking on the wooden floor by the stairs, which is also a common sound I would hear when Hannah was alive. I heard this sound two nights in a row. 
I was never really super close to Hannah because we would only visit a few times a year. But I'm sure that I felt and heard her on that Christmas holiday visit. I have not heard or felt her since. This is my one and only paranormal experience that I've ever had, so I wanted to share and see what you think. I still think it's a little weird because Ghost Hannah felt warm under my feet. Not cold like most paranormal experiences that you hear about. Please let me know what you think and thanks for reading, Gretchen. Well, Gretchen, as long-time listeners to the show will recall, when I began this show approximately four and a half years ago, I had a strong remit that I would not be interested in returning from the dead pet stories. I wasn't interested. I had no heart or emotion in the subject matter at all. And then we got a cat. And all of a sudden, every single paranormal pet story I'd ever heard came hurtling towards my heart like an arrow shot from a distance. And now I'm like, fucking hell, how could I have been so cold in the past when people say, my beloved pet of 12 years has returned, and I'd be like, I don't care. Show me a poltergeist or a demon, for God's sake. But um, now I've got a cat myself. I'm like, if anything happened to that cat, if someone hurt this cat, I literally... I'd be featured on a true crime podcast for doing things to the person who'd done it. Honestly, genuinely, and sincerely. I don't care. I'd serve time. I'd do life. I don't care. So my point being is that I'm now a change of heart person when it comes to paranormal pet stories. So what do I think you encountered? I do think that you encountered the little wee doggy. I do. I think, you know, if we if we have these... Pa- well, this podcast exists... Because people out there, such as you and I, believe in the paranormal. Or at least have an interest in the idea that life goes on after death. And that human beings can walk around and either be nice or, you know, or can knock a cup off or can be a horrible fucking demon. But we believe that there's something else out there. So why shouldn't that be the case for animals too? You know, and maybe almost like a residual haunting, it just goes on about its day. Like if you can hear the click clacking of its claws. I mean, because I'm a um, an absolute, what's the word? Where you you think the worst all the time. A catastrophist. Because I'm a catastrophist, I would be thinking the click-clacking of claws would be that of a demon on two feet walking about, deciding when to pounce. Not that of a kindly little dog. But I'm sure it is just a kindly little dog. The point being is that maybe it's a, like a residual haunting of the dog, just going about its happy times, you know. So maybe your feet just passed through the spirit of the dog and it was its usual warm, fuzzy self. I'll be honest, if, well, if, I was going to say if the neighbour's cat dies, because, you know, we found a way to keep her immortal. But when, God forbid, the neighbour's cat passes away, I kind of hope, I know for a fact I'm going to see her because I see her now when she's not here, if you know what I mean. Like, I'll, I'll be like, the cat's in the bathroom and Becca will be like, she's not, she's down here. And I'd be like, well, what the fuck was that little black thing I've just seen run into the bathroom? But then again, that could be a whole other story. But my point being is I completely am change of hearted, if that is saying, about pet ghosts and the effect they can have on people. So that's what I believe anyway. So thank you for getting in touch, Gretchen. It's a wonderful story. It's very heartfelt. I do like the idea of little Hannah running around and going yap, yap, yap 
claw, 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 warm, 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 because, you know, what else is a pet dog going to do when it's dead? But beautiful story, and I do believe that's what happened. Anyway, shall we turn from the lovely pet stories into the dark and dingy basement where Becca resides? There was a lot of bees there, wasn't there? Yes, there was. Like a hive, if you will. Let's do it. Let's go and see what Becca's up to down in that dingy corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Yes, so it's that wonderful time in proceedings where we like to, of course, open the dark and dingy door that leads down to the place where Becca resides. Sounds like you keep me locked in a basement. It does, doesn't it? It does sound a bit Dharma-ish. Um, I didn't mean that to be the case at all. It's going to be your last in-person Reddit Corner for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Whilst you go away to work. Mm-hmm. Leave me to fend for myself. I know. Right? There's going to be an awful lot of pizza eating. It certainly is, yes. Lots of awful lot of sleeping on the couch with all the lights on. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yeah, the place is going to be a pigsty when you get back. Excellent. Not something to look forward to. Yes, but we're not here to talk Addendum, about... Addendum, it better not. It, no, it won't really. I'll get a cleaner in. Um, <laughs> but it won't. Uh, we're not here to talk about my impending demise into <laughs> um, slovenliness. We are here, of course, to talk about the latest paranormal happenings within the corner of Reddit that you live in. So Reddit corner. So Reddit corner, yeah, okay. basically. Yeah, there you go. And that's, that's today's stories. It's entitled Hospitals Give Me the Creeps. Why, thank you. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. I usually read out the title of the story. Oh, sorry, well, go on then. You can, you can do This it. story is titled Surprises. Hospitals Give Me the Creeps. And is by Aries Dude. Aries Dude. Well, happy birthday for April slash May. <laughs> Let's begin. Or March. My mum worked at a hospital in an operation theatre. Sometimes she had to work late nights, having to sterilise utensils, etc. One day, she asked me to accompany her to her workplace at night. I suppose she left something behind or remembered to do something she didn't do earlier. So off we went. We entered the place and it felt really off for me. I was about seven years old at the time, so I thought maybe I was just being scared for no reason. Upon entering, she noticed that the AC in the area had not been turned off. So she turned it off while nagging, accusing one of her colleagues for not turning it off before leaving work. We then went further back where she had to do something. Once done, we walked back to the entrance. As we were about to leave, right when we were passing by the AC, it switched right back on. We even heard the sound of the switch and the humming of the AC. I startled. I thought that was weird, but mum didn't say a word. Rather, she turned it back off and we walked as casually as we could to the lift. Once we were in the lift, mum said... Did you see what happened to the AC? I nodded, scared. I suppose the dead like it cold. I remember that moment to this day. It was the scariest thing ever. Luckily mum was around and she was cool as a cucumber. I guess that's the perk of having worked in a hospital with a morgue for a while. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What make you of hospital... As any Before we carry on actually, is anyone, we do like when people comment and mm-hmm. say... Has anyone added with a better story? Well, this story is so fresh off the press that we only have one comment. Okay, and what does that say? Thus far, and that says, Hospitals give me the creeps too. I never had any horror experience though, but one time I was about to leave the hospital, I was walking alone, and the aura just gives me eerie vibes. That's not really an incident, is it? When they said one time, one time you got eerie vibes. One time I got eerie vibes. No, but I mean, hospitals in general are places of death, so they're going to give you that sort of... (coughs) 
that feeling yes. of doom and dread, aren't they? Yeah, people don't like facing their own mortality. So, do you think that's what it is? People just... I think that's largely it, yeah, because you're going into a place that almost by default is... You're like, going to end up in. Like, no... No, because not everyone goes to a hospital today. Um, no, oh. uh, by default, it's full of like pain and suffering, isn't it? And and death. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. But I always remember your friend, the nurse, the nurse, Carla, who we've had on the show, <coughs> saying about how, like, when one of the wards was closed, when they were moving, because the Royal Liverpool Hospital, where she used to work, they're moving that, aren't they now? They, it's yeah, going to be a new one. There's a new one that they've built. It's only over the road, but like, anyway. And they were closing it down ward by ward, the old one. And she had to go and get like one of those, you know, the extension, nothing. Like at the metal frame thing that you put a drip on. Mm. And it was at the other side of a ward that was closed and all the lights were off. Yeah. And it was the middle of the night. And they're all rational people, all nurses, all professionals, but none of them wanted to go down there mm. to get it because it gave them the creeps. Yeah. Now, that crosses into the paranormal. That's not because they think, oh, death. Oh, my own mortality. No, but, I mean, I wouldn't particularly relish going into a dark, basically abandoned ward in the middle of the night either. It's There's a lot of unknowns with that. I think people don't like unknowns. Like, for me, it's not fear of the paranormal. It's fear of a murderer. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, lurking. But it's, like, one... Uh, I think people don't like the dark because it takes away one of your senses. Like you mean okay. Yeah, that could be that could be it, yeah. The removal of a sense. Yeah. Um it's like I I don't particularly like blow drying my hair mm. because it means I can't hear other things. And I think that's the same thing, like it takes away one of my senses. So I'll never jump more than if I'm drying my hair and you come up the stairs and I don't know you were coming up yeah. the stairs because I haven't like had any kind of warning, warning about it, yeah. Um that's what like I might have headphones on when I'm out like running or whatever, but it's never loud. Yeah, like ever, I always need to be able to hear roughly what's going on behind me. Like I'm at like traffic. And See, stuff. I'm the complete opposite. <coughs> like I like that. The one thing that I do worry about is because I sleep in head, sleep in head. I well, I sleep in headphones, um, and I've started putting them on low because I started thinking, what if someone breaks in? Mm. I'd, yeah, I'd be oblivious to it. I'm sat there like laughing along to Alan Partridge or something, and um, someone's nicking the telly and stealing the cat. Yeah, especially why, um, especially while I'm not here. Oh, nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you're saying it, because like, if I appear to wake up and to wake you up, maybe you need to start sleeping with just one in when I'm not here. Becca, I'll be sleeping on the couch every night that you're not here. Because um, someone breaking in, fine, that's beyond your control. Someone takes the neighbour's cat, you are in trouble. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Big trouble. Especially because, I mean, Patreons found this out yesterday, but we were sat on the couch talking, um, and I said, oh, I had a funny piece of like pareidolia the other day. I said, I was sat there where you are on the couch, and I'm looking in towards the kitchen, and I said, you know where those shelves are? I said, um, well, it looked like there was a person standing there because the top shelf like was reflecting light. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and you were like, where, which shelf? And I was no, like, I was like, oh, do you mean like the oven thing? And he was like, no, 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 the shelves. It... Wait a minute. You can't see the shelves. You can't see... There are yeah. no shelves and you there. You can't see you them. Could... I you thought you could, because I... where, I... where we do this podcast, like where we're doing this right now, I sit mm. on the right side of the couch, you sit on the left. Yeah. And when I seen this thing, I was sat on the left side. So from mm. where you were, I assumed you could see the shelves. Like, I assumed I seen the yeah, shelves. Yeah, so through the doorway, the shelves are on the wall to the right of, yeah, the, yeah. of the doorway. And I thought they jutted out. 
and that's yeah. what was causing I mean, they this... do, but not to the extent but that you can see you, them But you can't here. see them from there. And honest <laughs> to God, quite funny. on yesterday's Patreon, I nearly... Yeah. Jump through a window. We got the live discovery that you can't yeah, yeah. see. I was the like, no, the like, shelves. Ah. You were like, do you mean the oven hard, um, hard thing? I was like, no, the shelves there. Why can't I see the shelves? You can't see the shelves from where you sat. Oh my god! So that was pretty. <laughs> what terrifying. was it? What was it? Well, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I am going to be sleeping on the couch, unashamedly. I'm going to move the cat bed down here. She's gonna. You no, know, then again, she stares at things, doesn't she? She'll see a spider. It's always a fly or something, though. Which yeah, is... it always is, but it it always is until it's just me, and then it'll be, <coughs> be Elsie Bub himself. See, I'm a bit worried because you're so suggestible, and I feel like you're already talking yourself into being scared. I am, yeah. Whereas, yeah. At, like, if you didn't do that, you know, if you just like like put the TV on, so you have got some background noise, nice lamps on, and think yeah. like nice, warm, cozy, yeah. then that's how it'll. Yeah, be. exactly. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to do throughout the night whilst I sit on the couch and fall asleep. <laughs> That's Don't exactly... go to bed. It's a nice, cozy, warm bedroom. It is a nice, cozy, warm bedroom. Yeah, you can have the lamps on. What do you mean? I can have the lamps on. You make us sound like we have like rules for electricity. No, you can I'm have just the saying. You're on. saying I'll be having the lights on down here, so you can have the lights on up there. Well, 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 I'll be having. I'll be down here anyway, mm-hmm. being safe. Might have a knife under the couch just in case. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Becca, thank you for allowing us into your dark and dingy corner. You're welcome. And um. And you know. We might be doing this remotely next next time, nice. or we might not be doing it at all. Depending we might on tech- not, because I might be busy. Yes, depending on technology. Yeah. So we will find out. And unfortunately, from four thousand miles away, you can't thrust a microphone into my face and say we're doing Reddit Corner now. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to actually agree to it in advance. So it might be your last one till December. So have you got any any messages for the guys? Um. Well, no, because I hope to speak to you soon. Well, there you go. Well, there's always hope. Mm. Okay. Well, as always, thank you, Becca. You're welcome. And uh, we'll speak to you when we speak to you. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. We hope to be back soon. Tatty bye. You can say goodbye too. Bye guys. I just have. Right. (laughs) 